When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for joining me on this one. Uh, it's been a long few days, so sorry for getting this one to you guys on Tuesday, but uh, was on the road going down to Miami. Uh, and of course, news broke. We broke the news at OnThePonyExpress.com that SMU had found their replacement for Craig Niver, who departed to be the defensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina. SMU hired Maurice Crum Jr., Ole Miss co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. He's going to be SMU's linebackers coach and run game coordinator uh, coming over to the Hilltop, Hilltop after just one season in Oxford. Uh, Lane Kiffin opted to make some major changes to his defensive staff, uh, bringing in Pete Golding from Alabama uh, to run the show on defense. Chris Partridge, was the defense coordinator and play caller uh, for the Rebels. So it wasn't that Maurice Crum had his play calling duties taken away. I think this one just made a lot of sense. Uh, when you had Pete Golding coming in, who coaches linebackers, uh, you get a chance to bring in someone that defensive coordinator Scott Simons really respects uh, and has also continued to see good things out of. Uh, he was the Western Kentucky defensive coordinator in 2021 when they were a top 10 defense. Uh, Ole Miss hired him to coach linebackers after that. Um, and just overall, he's done a really nice job um, retooling uh, Western Kentucky when he was there, uh, and they were able to really turn things around um, and, and really do a terrific job, which culminated in that 2021 season uh, when they were able to be in the top 10 um, uh, of, of, of passing yards allowed uh, and 28th in total yards. So, um, just a really, really good job. Real, really nice turnaround there. Uh, and is one of the, the, I would say, kind of up-and-coming assistants in college football. Um, I think the Lane Kiffin-Pete Golden connection just was was too much for them to, you know, not get together and do that um, uh, and, and just add in uh, or, or add him onto their staff. So made a lot of sense. SMU had been working on this for a while. Uh, from what I was told, was told from an industry source, um, so was able to you know work with Ole Miss and and you know get Maurice Crum, who was you know available, um, and and SMU was able to quietly get him done, and uh, and and this is a this is a big hire. Um, and I spoke to a couple sources around the Ole Miss program, a couple guys that cover a couple sources over there, um, and everyone said you know you can't. Um, you can't can't say enough about what Maurice Crum uh, is doing. Um, uh, you know, as far as developing relationships with his players, that was something that really stood out. Uh, that was highlighted to me. He's just one of those um, coaches that really uh, gets the most out of his players and gets them uh, to to play hard for him. And I think we saw that at times for SMU's defense this past season. And that's why it's so important they were able to get somebody that can kind of continue that trend. Um, here's one quote from a source. Um, one of the best humans I've been around 
real good football coach, very smart, relates to the guys and is relentless. Um, and that was another thing I, I touched on with, with some of the guys that cover Ole Miss too, uh, is, you know, how was he as a recruiter and, and relentless was the word that I got, um, you know, when, when they, um, uh, were able to, uh, to get him is they, they were able to get a guy who really recruits hard. We saw that he's been out and about already for SMU. Um, if you're on, uh, on the pony express.com, he's helping, uh, recruit one of the top transfers that SMU's after now. Um, so Maurice Crum Jr. hitting the ground running at SMU now. His hire made official after we broke the news uh, shortly thereafter. So this is a big hire for SMU. I like that uh, Scott Simons has another person to bounce you know ideas off of when it comes to play calling. Um, not that I felt like they were really struggling in that regard. They had some really nice um, uh, you know games at at certain points. I think they were just you know held back a lot by. Um, you know, the talent they had at their disposal and, and obviously installing the defense for the, for year one. But um, Maurice Crum has called plays. He's been successful at it um, and is a former Notre Dame captain and linebacker. So I'm actually going to try to poke around with some of the guys I know at LSU who um, were at Notre Dame and, and, and coached him and, and were around him when he broke into the industry as well. So uh, Maurice Crum is your new linebackers coach at SMU. Scott Simons will be moving back to coach safeties and you know, he's got experience in this uh, position group, having done it at West Georgia, um, you know, a few years earlier in his in his career. And the safeties do so much communicating in SMU's defense. I think when you look at how bad they were last year and look, there was talent deficiency. There was, um, you know, Brian Massey getting hurt in fall camp, you know, set him back from, you know, having the season he would have wanted. I would think so. We'll see kind of how he does this year. We'll talk about the safeties at another uh, point when we preview them. But um, this is a group that did not live up to expectations uh, and has to replace Nick Roberts, uh, who graduated. Brandon Crosley was somebody that they were really impressed with kind of as the year kind of went along and continuing to improve. Same with Ahmad Moses, who ended up starting as a true freshman the last couple games of the year. Now they have an influx of talent. Uh, they're going to have Ra- Ra- Rocket Rahimi. They're going to have Jonathan McGill. C.J. Sanders can play safety. Um, they have plenty of guys uh, coming in uh, to kind of shore up this position. So you look at that group, Scott Simons wants to take it on uh, head on and try to get it fixed. And if he can get that safety group fixed, that's going to change really the trajectory of this defense and, and how they're going to improve in 2023. Uh, that safety group is kind of the leader of the defense. So having the defense coordinator now be running the show back there uh, is, is going to be um, something to, to watch closely because if they, if they're not living up to the potential uh, that, that they have uh, to, to improve in 2023 um, it'll say a lot as far as where this defense is going, but um, you know, SMU still on the hunt for somebody who is a special teams coordinator, I think. And this was at the bottom of the press release from SMU. They said more changes to come. So they just announced Maurice Crum was being hired at linebackers coach. Obviously, Scott Simons was the linebackers coach. So he moves back to safety, fit, fills the role that Craig Niver left. But then you have, um, you know, somebody like maybe Kyle Cooper internally coaches outside linebackers. Um could add on the special teams coordinator title, um, you know, could do that. This is a group in special teams that, you know, lost Brendan Hall as their kickoff guy. So they're going to have a new one, probably Colin Rogers. Uh, Ryan Bachevsky is back. They have to be better at fielding punts. 
They lost so many yards uh, over punt uh, returns and, and missed opportunities to catch the football. Uh, that'll be a huge factor uh, in, in special teams improvement and, and field position as if they can get the punt return group right and straightened out. Um, I feel like this is um, this is going to be uh, probably the route they go. I don't know that. I just am putting the pieces together because you have your defensive coordinator now who's coaching safeties. You have your linebackers coach who already has a title with run game coordinator. Usually it's not one of the line coaches. Um, the only other one would be like maybe Rob Likens. Uh, but I, I just feel like Kyle Cooper coaching one spot um, you know, the outside linebackers makes a lot of sense for them to, um, you know, make a move there. Uh, we'll see if there are any other coaching changes. I think we're going to see another run on, uh, you know, coaching changes around the country when it comes uh, past uh, February and National Signing Day, which is next week, happens. Um, that'll kind of be what we're watching for on that front. Um, so SMU's coaching staff continues to uh, take shape for 2023. I would think, and I never want to say never, but it sounds like everyone's fairly in place and ready to go for 2023. We'll kind of see what happens when National Sign Day comes and goes and some more coaching changes across the country happen. But um, SMU does hire Maurice Crum, who hits the ground running and uh, is out recruiting for the Mustangs. So he's been by some huge um, targets for them in 2024 to check in uh, and and see how they're doing. Um, and, and um, you know, starting to you know build up um, his, um, you know, recruiting list uh, to go through at SMU now that he's flipped over uh, to that side of things. So um, as many people said, it wasn't uh, Randall Joyner coming over from Ole Miss. It was uh, Maurice Crumb. So uh, SMU gets uh, one of the bright young uh, coaches at uh, out of the SEC uh, and brings him in, um, you know, to coach linebackers. I think it's a really, really good hire and, and just seems like somebody that, that has uh, – Everything you kind of look for, especially looking at assistance in uh, SMU's range, you know, to get somebody who's been a defensive coordinator, to get somebody who's been in the SEC, um, and to get somebody who played the position at a very, very high level, uh, that stands out a lot. So moving on now, SMU did land another transfer since we last talked. Uh, Iowa quarterback Alex Padilla uh, a Colorado native who's played a little bit of football for the Hawkeyes um, and obviously uh, not one of the biggest um, offensive schools in the country by any means, uh, but he played a good bit over the last two seasons. He served as the backup this year um, before playing in the season finale against uh, Nebraska, uh, played in two games total, 21 of 43 for 173 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was 16 of 33 for 141 yards, a touchdown, and an interception against Nebraska in that season finale. Last year in 2021, he played in nine games, nine games with three starts, completing 55 passes, uh, 55 of 112 passes for 636 yards, two picks, two touchdowns, um, and he redshirted uh, in 2019 and played in uh, two games in 2020. So he has two years of eligibility remaining. Um, this is somebody that I think makes a lot of sense. And I mentioned this on the board and when you see it, you're like, okay, well, big 10 transfer commit, but also hasn't done anything. And I think when SMU is looking at their quarterback room, they couldn't bring in somebody that's going to chase off, uh, Preston stone or chase off, uh, Kevin Henry Jennings. You know, they have Keldrick Luster coming in. He knows he's probably going to red shirt, um, but you can't really disrupt the waters that much 
But Alex Padilla makes a ton of sense because he's going to come in. He comes from a good program. Uh, he's played in big games. He knows the backup role. Uh, he's going to compete. He's going to push. But odds are he's not your your starter. Odds are he's your backup. And who knows? He could end up uh, you know, being a graduate assistant um, for SMU after this is all said and done. And you know, also he gets into an offense that's a little bit more, you know, uh, fun to play in. So I think this just made a lot of sense uh, for both sides. I think it's very one of those very honest conversations. Hey, we've got Preston Stone, we've got Kevin Henry Jennings. He played a lot. Um, you come in here, you compete. We'll give you opportunities, but you know, odds are we have our guy on the roster, um, and that's the type of p- quarterback SMU needed. They needed a they needed a third after what happened in 2022, um, while Keldrick Luster redshirts. They need a third. This made a lot of sense. They have some scholarship spots open. So Alex Padilla, they announced him as a signee for the Mustangs already. He comes in first final two seasons of eligibility. So that, uh, you know, leaves the quarterback room with with three guys uh, who have playing experience, uh, three guys who, have um, you know, can battle it out, can make each other better. Um, and Rhett Lashley said it at the end of the year, you know, just when you're comfortable with your quarterback room is when it all goes haywire. And after the end, uh, after the, um, you know, uh, injuries that they had with the quarterback position, they needed just a little bit more insurance. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, so that was the latest transfer news to hit. SMU is still after Miami offensive line transfer, Ja'Kai Clark. Uh, he started tons of games for the Hurricanes at center. He announced on Twitter uh, on Monday that he's actually going to be checking out SMU this weekend. He's not going to be waiting until March. He's going to make it over to the Hilltop. Uh, he started a ton of games uh, when he was, um, you know, playing in Coral Gables, uh, and I and I feel like when you look at somebody who comes in with 39 starts, over 42 games uh, at the center position and, and a little bit at guard too, I believe um, that's something that you want. Um, he's not somebody that is really going to wow you. Uh, he is about six one, six two. I'm told. Uh, in reality, he's he's listed at six three by Miami, but he's 305 pounds. He's a big, thick dude. Um, he's going to make you know you better at the center position if you can land him. LSU, Missouri, and West Virginia are also in the mix here, as well as others. Uh, I think if you're SMU, you're you're coming into this weekend probably as the favorite, uh, just with your ties with Garen Justice having coached you for so long. So um, I like where SMU stands heading into the weekend for Ja'Kai Clark. He's going to be the big transfer official visitor uh, that we know of. We're monitoring a couple others. Uh, so stay tuned on uh, the message board for that. Uh, we're not going to break those on the podcast by any means, but um, a couple of big ones that we're waiting to see if those happen this coming weekend. Some huge targets still out there for the Mustangs. But um, as far as the transfer portal goes, SMU is still looking to address the wide receiver position, still looking to, to find something at tight end. We know that the transfer portal window is closed and SMU uh sees the targets that are out there. There's probably not one in the portal right now that they like at tight end. Um, Kane Barong uh, committed to Coastal Carolina. He was a Notre Dame tight end that they brought in for a visit, but ended up not pressing for. Um, SMU is offered a junior college tight end, Owen Olson. So they're looking at him. Uh, they did have Adam Moore, uh, the Miami Northwestern wide receiver on campus for an official visit. He's more of a hybrid tight end. He's about 6'2", 6'3". 220, 225. So he's kind of a jumbo athlete, 
that SMU likes at that tight end position that they can put out in the pass game, create some mismatches. Um, so I'm interested to see uh, if SMU can get him on board. We'll see if he makes a visit this coming weekend somewhere else. But I can tell you the Mustangs are sitting in a good spot uh, for Adam Moore out of the high school ranks. And that'll do it uh, for signing day. Um, though That prospect, Adam Moore, uh, out of Miami is somebody they're on. And then they have LaModric Spencer, the Duncanville defensive back who committed to the Mustangs um, just earlier this month. And one note I'll pass along on LaModric Spencer. Um, I was talking with his teammate, 2025 wide receiver, Decorian Moore, uh, the number one wide receiver in my mind in the class of 2025 already. And he's at Duncanville and he was saying, um, you know, LaModric Spencer has got, got some dog in him. He's got some nasty to him. Uh, and and he was impressed uh, with what he brought to the table as a senior. Obviously, they get to battle all the time in practice, uh, so stands out uh, from that perspective. So just a couple extra notes there uh, for you on uh, LaModric Spencer, who's committed to the Mustangs and is going to sign next week on February 1st. Um, I was down at Battle Miami over the weekend, and we have a ton of notes to pass along, but I'm going to do a little bit uh, more in-depth recruiting podcast on Wednesday on that front to kind of give you guys the rundown on who I saw. Uh, lots of uh, top SMU prospects were there. Uh, a couple of the teams uh, from Texas were, were in attendance at Battle Miami for the seven on seven. So I'll share some impressions uh, on those players and, and kind of some players to keep an eye on on the next podcast when we dive a little bit deeper into uh, recruiting. But um, on the transfer front, uh, you're looking at linebacker as another need for SMU. Um, they they did offer one, um, I believe it was Manny Nunnery, Nunnery uh, the Houston um, linebacker. He just committed to Florida. So that one was a quick one uh, that came on the board and then off the board relatively quickly. Um, and so SMU is still hunting uh, for linebacker. There's, there's no doubt about that. And um, I, I think Nick Jackson is one we've talked about at Virginia again. Uh, we'll, we'll have, you know, some notes on some, some big time prospects that they're trying to get on campus, uh, as well. And, um, I would imagine Nick Jackson is one of those guys who's still swinging on. So, um, they're still after the safety position, Amir Renwick and Bishop Fitzgerald, the two Coffeyville defensive backs remain uncommitted, uh, right now. So, um, it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up. They are taking their recruitments well into the spring. Now, um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make a decision at some point during the early signing period. They took some official visits before that and just never jumped on board anywhere. So SMU is still after those guys. They're still swinging away. Um, I expect them to be heavily involved with them uh, down the stretch. So um, those are kind of the positions that we're watching uh, as the transfer portal uh, window is now closed. These guys can still be recruited uh, throughout the spring, they're in classes um, at their college and they're trying to graduate in some cases like Ja'Kai Clark and Drake Metcalf, who we've talked about. Um, and they're also um, just looking for that next home. So uh, that's kind of how the portal window works. It's now closed. You can't enter. Uh, and May 1st to May 15th, uh, you can enter again. So we'll see what kind of uh, you know players that brings um, as SMU continues to address this roster. I mean, it's unbelievable what they've been able to do having one of the top transfer classes in the country um, without a doubt that it's just um, pretty wild what they've been able to put together and continue to swing away on. So with that guys, I'm going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Just really wanted to break down those two major pieces of news for you guys and then reset and get you guys a more in-depth pod uh, later this week. So 
appreciate all you guys who are listening to the podcast and subscribing to uh, our YouTube channel as well. The YouTube channel is uh, close to 450 subscribers now. Let's get to 500. Let's keep pushing that number up. Um, appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to OnThePonyExpress.com as well. Um, check out the board. We've got our subscriber meetup uh, set for next month. If you are an OnThePonyExpress.com subscriber, look for more information on that. But also, if you are a subscriber and bring someone who subscribes, we'll give you guys a free month to the site. So uh, looking forward to chatting it up with everybody some more on some transfer news, recruiting news, team news, all of those things um, next month. Quick note before we go, um, Tyler Levine did have surgery on his knee. He's expected to be out for the spring. Um, he was on crutches during the video that SMU put up on the site uh, or on Twitter today uh, that I saw kind of doing a little um, uh, look at uh, spring workouts as the team gets back into the mix of things. Uh, so he's probably going to be out the spring from what I'm told, um, but going to be a full go uh, for the summer. So he had uh, knee surgery, kind of a minor deal, uh, and they're just going to hold him out of the spring. So that was a quick housekeeping note on the team front uh, before we wrap up. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you guys later this week uh, with another edition of the pod as we go heavy into recruiting with national signing day, just a week away. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time.